Have you been to the grocery store lately? Inflation, shrinkflation, skimpflation. It's enough to make you finally try intermittent fasting. But if that isn't going to do it for you, we've got five great ideas on how to combat inflation at the grocery store. Keep listening. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. I have been asked time and time again over the last several months, what are you guys doing to combat the inflation or shrinkflation, whatever you want to call it, skimpflation, I think you said. (laughs) Pay the same for worse things. (laughs) For lower quality junk. Yeah. In probably two weeks, there'll be a newflation. (laughs) All the flations. How are you, the Texeras, handling this? Do you notice it? And the answer has been, you know, this is conversations I'm having in the DMs, but I'm now realizing needs to be expanded way beyond the DMs because it's happening not just for a couple people. It's happening everywhere. It's all over, man. And yes, the answer, the simple answer is yes, the Texeras have noticed it. Yes, the Texeras (laughs) have pivoted. And yes, the Texeras have practical, actionable tools you can take advantage of right now to combat this in your own life so you can still keep working towards the financial goals that you're prioritizing right now. And you might need to adjust a little bit on that Mm -hmm. grocery budget. But if you absolutely can't and it needs to stay the same as it's always stayed, there are definitely things that you can do to make uh, shifts, to make that number still work Without meaning you go hungry. Yes, that's yes. not a suitable answer for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, prices <laughs> are rising. Whether that's the thing stays the same and the price goes up, or the price stays the same, the amount you get is mm-hmm. smaller. Whatever it is, yes, groceries and a lot of other things. But you feel it a lot in the groceries because you got to keep buying them. Right, you do. And I said that you know just going hungry, not eating. Um, that's not really is not really an option no it's not an option but a second option for me is not just eating junk that is non-nutritious because Mm -hmm. it's simply cheaper so you're not going to hear five ways to cook up tacos and uh spaghetti rice tacos (laughs) everybody no, 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 no. We're not anti-carb here, but I'm not going to tell you just to like carb yourself out <laughs> so that you <laughs> can keep your grocery budget the same. These are going to be actionable, nutritious, and the Texeras also, what do we not do? We don't recommend things that are going to sacrifice your taste buds. Mm-hmm. We are all about flavor. We're, we're foodies around here, so it's gonna we're never going to suggest um, things that are going to sacrifice your wallet, your health, or your taste buds. Mm -hmm. So if that's you and you can jive with that, you're going to love these tips. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Okay. First tip. Okay. We've got five things. The first one, oh, this is a goodie. It is doing a pantry freezer meal challenge. Mm. What is that? that It sounds good. Sounds exciting. If this sounds cool to you, this this week, Literally, this week, as we're recording this podcast, uh, we are in the WalletWin Academy doing a pantry freezer meal challenge. Uh, We wanted to help people make space in their budget as the holidays begin approaching. And for many households, that means the grocery budget is just going to tick up 
maybe a hundred dollars, maybe a hundred and fifty bucks over that holiday stretch, mm-hmm. and you want to make room for that. You also want to make room in your pantry, your refrigerator, and in your freezer. And you can't go buy all the goodies for the holidays if you you have no space. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a practical one, but it's also a wallet saving one. Yes. So what is it? Uh, you shop your own pantry, your own refrigerator. Can I use a coupon? And your own freezer. <laughs> you are your own grocery store. Most people have accumulated, mm-hmm. right? There's the accumulated. I'm not talking like if you literally have one can of beans and a banana in your fridge, you've got to go grocery shopping here. But if if you're 99% of people, you've got an accumulation of things that you just never quite used Mm -hmm. up or stuff you need to use up, but you've been avoiding. Yeah, these are, these are, you know, the, the random things that you find in the pantry, someone in the fridge, they go... They can stick around longer in the pantry and the freezer. So that's where you might find a lot of stuff. This is from that recipe you never got around to making. Yeah. Or you bought five cans of beans when you only needed three. Now those two are just floating there, doing nothing. Yep. Or you needed a half a cup of peas for that shepherd's pie. And, well, there's still another cup and a half of frozen peas in the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's those types of things that are just sitting there waiting for you. And you're not necessarily, you don't have any, you're not in a hurry to get to them. But this is your, this is a great time. You can take advantage of them. They're right there. It's food that's usable. It's in your house already. And now what's the benefit here? You don't have to go to the grocery store this week. Mm -hmm. Maybe you might need one or two things that you just absolutely need to get. Something like that. Yeah, there can be some staples. But come on, that's going to be a $15 grocery budget. Possibly, Mm -hmm. instead of the hundreds that you might be used to shelling out at the grocery store because you're just getting basics um, to kind of pull recipes together. And then the primary bulk of your cooking is going to be from stuff you already Mm -hmm. have on hand. Yeah. So you're reducing that grocery bill and you're preventing waste. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to. That's fine. Okay. You're preventing waste uh, because sometimes if you keep those frozen peas around in the freezer, they go. They f- get freezer burned and turn on you. Mm-hmm. And now you can't use it for anything. Or the lettuce in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator, you bought a five pack of romaine lettuce heads. Uh oh, you're not getting to it quick enough. It could end up wilting on you and going bad. And there's nothing I, ooh, it gets my goat so bad when I open mm-hmm. the fridge. And I mean, to a point where I am obsessively, constantly trying to rotate and look at the state of things in my fridge. Um, I hate throwing away food. Yeah. There's something that's just, ah, it is. Well, it's, it's straight not, up throwing away money and just food it's a, waste. It's unethical. People could be I eating that it. food. Yes, Why did we hold on to it till this. it went bad? Exactly. And so this, a lot of this can come out of your, well, I don't know, just, do I have this stuff? I mean, I feel like if you've ever opened up the fridge or, or the pantry door and you're like, oh man, I, I don't think it's, I, there's nothing to eat. But there Unless you were looking at an empty fridge or a fridge full of condiments. That happens in some <laughs> houses. <laughs> you do have things to eat. And this is the opportunity to actually get creative and find out what's going on in there, in those spots, and make meals out of them. And we won't get into all the hows and all this stuff. That's what we're doing inside Walt Academy. But the one, maybe just the shift 
that you can make here, maybe it's the, I think at least the fundamental shift here is instead of looking up a recipe and then you look at the ingredients, go, okay, I need this, I need, oh, I have that one already. I need this, I need this. Now, first, you start at the ingredients. Yeah. You look, you open right. the pantry, you open the freezer, that the fridge, all those things. You go, I have this and this and this and this and this. Now, with that, what can I make? Mm-hmm. And that's the big, the big Freaky Friday swap, body swap that you can make during one of these challenges. Exactly. So it's going to make space. It's going to uh, lower that grocery bill. And that is helping offset some of these rising prices. Sometimes, I mean, it depends on your family, your household size. For some people, this might be a savings of $25 or $50. For others, it could be like three or $400. It really could be. If you take this intentionally and you do a challenge like this for seven to 10 days, it can mean really big things. Yep. So there we go. All right. Second. That's the first idea. And actually, let's back up just a second. In case anybody wants to get in on this food pantry challenge that is happening inside the Walletwin Academy, uh, why don't you start a free trial? Get on in there. Try this challenge out. Have fun with us. You're going to, you get in there and you get to, not only get access to the Walton Academy, but you're going to get to join in on this challenge and literally save money. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring this, this starting your trial is going to bring money back to your pocket or keep it in your pocket. Where can people go to start that, John? The free trial for Walletwin Academy. Ooh, it's going to be a hard link. Huh? Is available at <laughs> walletwin.com slash free trial. Rocket science. <laughs> Rocket science. Okay. There, that's where you can go and start it. <laughs> okay. Step two. Meal planning. Mm. We've said it before. It's huge. We're going to say it again. We are huge proponents of meal planning. Yes. Now, you could do it. You, you, so many six, different ways. Ten different ways. And it really doesn't matter which one you pick. You just got to pick one. Mm-hmm. We kind of look at meal planning as uh, you know, we we cycle seasons. Certain seasons we're doing freezer meals. Certain seasons we are um, kind of cooking from uh, more difficult, challenging, inspired, re- you know, cookbooks that we love. Mm-hmm. Other seasons we're all about that crock pot, mm-hmm. and we're just planning around that. And there's, but the but the, at the end of the day, we are always meal planning. Yes, uh, and because the, this is so beneficial. And so meal planning, it doesn't have to be fancy. It's not this or that or, you know, it's it, what it all what it is is you figure out what you're going to eat on what days, especially for dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? You can kind of maybe choose your own adventure on leftovers for lunch or something like that. But it's just, hey, we're going to eat, you know, we're going to have chili, and we're going to have enchiladas, and we're going to have uh, make a roast, and we're gonna have spaghetti, and we're having you know, we're doing that this week mm-hmm. instead of oh, I'm coming home from work. Ooh, I don't know if we have anything for dinner. I'm gonna stop at the store, grab some stuff, or more likely, probably grab more stuff than I need. No, no, more likely, I'm oh. gonna go through Chick Fil A. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody's going through the grocery store. Well, I, think <laughs> I think you might. Some people, but would. if you do, and then you might be contributing to the problem. 
Idea number one helps alleviate because you didn't know you had a box of pasta, mm-hmm. but you didn't want to mm-hmm. be cold, left cold, out cold. in the cold. Yeah. So now you bought another one. Now you got an extra. Exactly. So there's all sorts of ways meal planning helps because you're, I mean it's it's in some ways you're making it's it's similar to how making a budget helps. You're making a plan and then you just follow the plan. So now you're making so it, do, it doesn't have to be. There are meal planning services, and we've used those in the past. They can be really helpful because you don't need to look up the recipes. You don't yes. need to figure out what ingredients you need. They just give it all there for you. You don't need to be like freezer meals. You you kind of have a big prep day slash half cook day, and you can do that. That's one way to do it, but it's just figuring out what it is. If it's sitting down with a favorite cookbook and just flipping through the pages and picking the ones you like. There it is. Mm-hmm. You just need to pick what you're going to eat because it helps stop these yeah. not emergency, emergency runs to, to fast food yes. or other restaurants. And Ordering it stops and the constant trips to the grocery store, mm-hmm. which aren't just going to be what you need. But, oh, well, while I'm here, this and this and this. And burning gas and burning time. Mm-hmm. So this helps you. Uh, combat that inflation because you're just being more particular about what you need. And if you're planning it out, you know, hey, I'm use I'm using peas in this recipe. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll find another one I can use those peas in. Right, and you can also choose meals that are going to be inherently just lower cost. So, all right, well, we really do like filet mignon, but mm, huh, inflation is going on, and we probably should try to spread the grocery budget out a little bit more. So maybe we're going to go with um, a soup that still uses chicken, but, you know, I'm also going to have cabbage and carrots and celery and things that are way lower cost in there, and I'm going to make my own stock. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to find all these ways to then meal plan around things that are just lower cost in general, but still healthy and tasty. That's going to work wonders in your budget too. Because you're not going to be planning for that filet mignon or you're maybe going to skip the $25 salmon filet from the store and you're just going to go with something a little bit more uh, thrifty but still tasty Mm -hmm. and nutritious. So this idea of meal planning, I'm going to say, is the peanut butter to the jelly of all the other ideas that we're sharing today. Agreed. It's great on its own. Yeah. But when you combine it with one of these other mm, ideas, power. it's even better. So mm-hmm. you can meal plan out of what's in your pantry. Yes. And you can use it as we go through these other ideas, such as number idea number three, three. Sub out the meat. Hmm. I'm not saying everybody needs to be vegan. I'm not saying everybody needs to go vegetarian. Jonathan did that for a chapter in his life. He did. <laughs> four long years. Four years? I didn't know it was that it's long. Four years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> but in seasons where you need to rein in that great that grocery bill, uh, like right now, mm-hmm. it is not a bad idea to sub at least a portion of. Maybe it's only going to be one out of five dinners that week is going to go, you're going to go meatless. Maybe it's two or three out of five. Uh, and that doesn't mean, though, a lot of people are like, what? Protein? Ah! As if meat is the only form of protein in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. 
because that would mean that people that don't eat meat don't have any protein, and that's certainly not true. Uh, but it's making swaps where they count. So maybe you're going to go with an egg-based dish. Some One of our favorites. It's been a family staple forever. Since we've been a family. Since we've been a family. I think it might have been the, one of the first things I've cooked for you. Mm-hmm. It's evolved over the years and gotten better with its toppings. Uh, sure, the toppings. It's called huevos rancheros, and it's like it's it's black beans and the salt and salsa, and then you put uh-huh. eggs on top, and then you shred cheese on top of that, and you serve it over rice. And now we've gotten fancy, you know, we put up not too much fancy olives but. and avocados and sour cream and chives, like all the things we put mm-hmm. on top, um, hot sauce, whatever. We didn't used to do that, or at least I didn't used to do that. <laughs> uh, you could go with egg salad. That's all that I sometimes I can't I can't wait till we get to Lent so I can eat egg salad on Fridays. Eggs are so good. They're so tasty. Deviled eggs. Yeah, deviled eggs. Right. Fried so eggs. Bring some hard boil a bunch of eggs and Golly. use that instead of, uh, you know, a meat sandwich or whatever for your lunch when you pack it. Mm-hmm. A lot of ways that you could go with the egg and lean into that. Another source of protein instead of meat could be beans. Mm -hmm. And one of the cheapest buys at the store is going to be dried beans. And if you have an instant pot, oh, game over. You're going to be able to hydrate those things and make them usable in any dish Mm -hmm. in lickety split. And even if you don't, if you just have a regular pot. Right. It's going to take a little longer. but Later on pot instead of the instant. They're still good. And they're not intimidated. I was a little intimidated by them. You gotta okay. You gotta you soak them and then you cook. I don't, it's not that hard. You just look up the recipe. But seriously, it's so great. so so affordable. They're super tasty. Going back in time, just a teeny little story here. It's 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 so endearing of my father. Uh, <laughs> the day that Jonathan lost his job over four years ago, his day job, and we you know officially kind of struck out on our own and became entrepreneurs. Um, my dad came over that evening. To just do something. Yeah. He brought over a ham bone with a little bit of ham meat on it still. Yeah. That he'd put in the fridge, I think, from like uh, Easter earlier. Yeah. Or the freezer from Easter or something. <laughs> and he brought over a pa- a pound or two pounds of dried bag of beans. beans. Yeah. Uh, so that we would have something to eat. As if like, I mean, your income didn't instantly disappear. We had emergency savings, but it was just the sentiment. It was very nice. It was very thoughtful. And now that I, was pretty good I then went ahead and made ham and bean <laughs> soup and it was so tasty and it got me, it was the first time I'd ever used dried beans mm-hmm. uh, and it got me turned on to using them in recipes and they're so versatile and they're filling and they're packed with protein and fiber. Um, and so if you're not averse to carbs, Get the beans Get in there. Get some beans going. Get the beans in there. They're a great way to sub out mm-hmm. those pricey, pricey, pricey inflated meats. Although, oh, we still did buy um, chicken wings, mm-hmm. even though they have inflated. I did it knowing that I was going to like put beans in five or six dishes this <laughs> month. Because <laughs> I still wanted my giant bag of chicken Gotta wings. Gotta get your chicken wings. <laughs> All right, so you can do the pantry freezer. Yes. Challenge. Now this is your favorite. You can meal prep. You can sub out the meat. Number four. Yours. Seriously. Take it. Make your own food. Preach. And I'm not just saying, oh, you know, oh yeah, I make my, I, I boil spaghetti. Uh, you know, I, I whatever, you know, I, I cook at home. No, I'm saying make the stuff. 
that you eat. And he means what he's saying here, guys. We used to think we knew how to cook. <laughs> we didn't cook. So, right, now instead of, you don't have to buy kombucha. You can make kombucha. And it's one of the cheapest things in the world. And so much tasty. And it's very good. And you can have as much of it as you want because mm-hmm. you can make gallons at a time. Instead of $3 a bottle. I just today made a ton that. of yogurt, mm-hmm. which is so much better than what's in the in the store. So much better. Nice thick yogi. It's so good. I think we have a podcast episode where we, we do. talk about yogurt in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a season we were making a lot of bread. Oh, that's sourdough. That was a good season. I've learned now how to make kind of we a We made sourdough version. before everybody was making sourdough. Yeah, oh yeah, years before. We were over sourdough Pre-COVID by then. Pre-COVID sourdough. <laughs> Whoa, wait. But that's great. Or just any other bread. Uh, you save a lot. Um, popcorn. Popcorn. So that's fancy popcorns, right? Yeah. You can, you know, people make popcorn, but if you really lean into it, it can be... More than, oh, we're having popcorn again. Also, I think that, I mean, for families with a bunch of kids, this is one of the best low-cost snacks you could make. Oh, yeah. Everybody piles home from school or it's the end of the day of a homeschooling day, and people are in that afternoon hangry, like it's Mm -hmm. post-quiet time, nap time, but it isn't dinner. Just pop a big thing of popcorn and let people go wild. Mm -hmm. They'll still be hungry for dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, popcorn is super cheap snack. Very cheap. Gives you some fiber, mm-hmm. gives you some energy, and you can make it really delicious. Yes. By, you know, how you pop it, what you top it with, things like that. And if you're doing it at home, it's so much cheaper. It's crazy when I see people buy popcorn at the store. Yeah. Smart food. Oh, yeah, that's not smart at all. <laughs> it's called smart food? Yeah, the oh, one in the, the, yeah, that brand. So we, we just got off of our season of the um, pumpkin patch. Yeah. And while we were there, we would watch people walk around with these big bags of kettle corn, and then we would always bust out a gallon or two gallon bags of Jonathan's homemade, homemade. kettle corn, and it was so much better, so much better. Cinnamon vanilla, Cinnamon handmade vanilla kettle corn. It's killer. Mm-hmm. I feel spoiled <laughs> by your knack in the kitchen. Yes, but You're making so your own things can really help, or even transforming. Uh, you know, making a couple of condiments, you know, like pickled. It's very easy to quick pickle mm-hmm. almost anything. Right. So, you know, you can pickled carrots, pickled onions, put on top of stuff. It's really easy and helps elevate what you're doing for hardly any money. Mm-hmm. Salsa. That's the big one. That's what we forgot to mention just now. Homemade salsa. You love salsa. It's dirt cheap and it's so tasty. Some other things that we've made, um, homemade coconut milk. A lot of people don't oh, know about this one. Yeah. Coconut milk is so expensive. If you mm-hmm. just go and buy a couple pounds of dried, unsweetened coconut, mm-hmm. I used to do this all the time because I I was, you know, yeah. dairy free for a long time. Uh, we'd use our Vitamix to put coconut in with boiling water, and I would just run that Vitamix for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I would strain it with cheesecloth into a ball jar. Mm -hmm. And I would keep like a ball jar of coconut milk in the fridge at all times. It was so delicious, Mm. so yummy, and so affordable. Friends would come over and, you know, I'd use that instead of creamer in their coffee. And they'd be like, what is this? It's awesome. Coconut milk. Homemade. Mm. Homemade. None of the extra stuff put into it. Yeah, none of the extra junk. So we are just... um, 
And honestly, since we became entrepreneurs, we've had more time to to lean into some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll be honest. We, when we became entrepreneurs, we didn't know what our income was going to be. So we were doing every trick we could to have the same standard of taste bud, you know, like mm. things that tasted mm. good, uh, things that were stu- super healthy because that's kind of who we are. But we could not spend over X. I don't even remember what it was back in the day, but we capped ourselves like pretty, pretty mm-hmm. severely, I would say. And so we just had to get out of the box and it challenged us to start making our own things and to lean really deep into that. Um, and now we've learned that it doesn't take nearly as much time as you think it would. You just have to learn once or twice, get over the learning curve mm-hmm. and boom, then you're in quick. business. Uh, and then two, it just, it creates an ability to have literally this gourmet menu at any moment for not a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish I just lived in like Gordon Ramsay's house. You know he's not going and buying a bunch of junk. He's whipping up everything from scratch, and it probably tastes awesome. <laughs> but if he did go buy all the things that he makes, his grocery bill would probably be double. Oh, at least. Yeah. So it's really one of the best kept secrets. Make your own. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to li- lead us off with that last one? Sure. So, again, when you layer meal planning on top of any of these, mm-hmm. it gets better. And this one can really help as well. It is to buy bulk mm-hmm. and buy locally. Mm-hmm. That can really, you know, a lot of times maybe you think, oh, well, buy local. It's going to be more expensive. It's a little fancier or whatever, a little more hip. For some things, maybe you'll run into that, usually because a lot of times it's going to be higher quality stuff. Sure. But when you're buying local, what you're not buying is all the, all the people in the middle uh, you know, you're just paying, you know, the farmer or whatever. He's bringing it to the farmer's market or something. And then you're buying it instead of the guy driving it on the truck and the people unloading it and the people putting it on the shelf mm-hmm. and then the store adding their markup and all that. Right. Exactly. So you're cutting that middleman out and all the transportation. Um, and then you're also kind of like you're locking in your whatever purchase it is at a bulk rate Mm -hmm. so just for an example something that we do every year is we buy half a cow and we prepare for it in the months leading up we Mm -hmm. begin saving save for it uh, and kind of keep that money aside in the grocery budget um, because we know that there's going to be anywhere depending on how heavy that heifer was it's going to be between like a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm um, or at least it has been in the past. We are so glad we did this a year ago, almost a year ago, with the with what beef has done this last mm-hmm. year. Our price has been locked in. I forget what it was, maybe five something a pound. Um, but that's it wasn't just like all we had was ground beef. Mm-hmm. We had roasts. We had um, steaks, filet mignons. We had T-bones. We had all of that locked in at five bucks a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a great experience. And that's the way we buy meat primarily because it does lock it in at that level. And you always have it on hand to be able to meal plan around like that peanut butter and jelly thing. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of trying to figure out what I, what do I need for this recipe? You just go check out the freezer. Oh, well, yeah, we should Get into make a dent in those roasts. We're having a roast this week. 
Speaking of, we have five roasts. <laughs> so I we got having a roast this week. I just did an inventory <laughs> and we got some we got some roasts to use. Uh, steak season is usually in the summer for us. So we we blew through a good bit of those. Uh-huh. I think we only have a couple left. Um, so anyway, yeah, that buying bulk and buying local is huge. And here's so this that's the five things. Use what you got mm-hmm. with the pantry. You know, do challenge yourself for a week or two. Yep. To just use what you have. Even if it means subbing mm-hmm. creatively. Plan out your meals. Yes. Sub out the meat. Make your own stuff. And when you can, buy bulk and local and kind of lock in some of those prices. Mm-hmm. All these not only are going to bring down your grocery costs, mm-hmm. but I would like, I think they're going to up your culinary experience oh yeah you're gonna have more fun you're gonna make more creative meal choices and i think Mm -hmm. if you're doing some of this stuff the food you make is probably going to taste better than the stuff you were eating before yeah taste better be better for you i can't tell you i i mean i've done coaching sessions with people that you know they'll show me their grocery budget you know they're spending nine hundred dollars And I'll ask them to kind of unpack that for me, you know, because our family does not spend that much on groceries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their family was even, you know, maybe only a family of four instead of five. So and it comes down to a lot of this, like they were just buying the prepackaged, a bunch of frozen, lots of snacks, not not meal planning, not shopping their own stuff, but eating out a ton, not making anything of their own Mm because they bought into the myth of. I'm just too tired or I don't have time. Um, Not buying bulk at all, just kind of one-offs here and there. That's how you get to that $950 grocery budget, but you kind of ate meh meals and nothing was that healthy for you anyway. The way to cut it down and increase that culinary experience is taking every one of these tips that we just gave you and put them into use. Yep. Yep. You will be thanking us. Mm-hmm. And if you want to put that <laughs> um, that pantry freezer meal challenge mm-hmm. into use, you can hop on in as we take our Wallet Win Academy members through the challenge, you know, kind of pull back the curtain on what we're doing and give you the inside information on you know, how you can do it yourself and really get into the details of it. You can start your free trial of Wallet Win Academy at walletwin.com slash free trial or click the link in the show notes until next time bye for now thanks for joining us today you can learn more about this show and the wallet program at walletwin.com music in this episode's from dylan gardner listen to his new album almost real on itunes spotify or wherever you get your music see you next week